Hello, hello. Hello. Welcome to The Sweetest Taboo, where a husband and wife team will come together to share and discuss taboo topics. We'll chat about spirituality, love, and everything in between. So sit back, relax, and be prepared to open your minds and hearts to topics not commonly discussed in the African-American community. I'm Kyra. And I'm Lily. And we are The The Sweetest Taboo. Taboo. Welcome back, guys. So we are very excited about today's topic. But before we get started with that, we are going to take the approach of asking the question of our spouse. So today is Kyra's turn (laughs) to ask me a question. So I have no idea what he's going to ask me. So I'm just preparing myself. (laughs) Yes, yes. I would like to ask you a question. It's been eating at me (laughs) Uh for years now okay i'm just playing (laughs) (laughs) so the question i have for you today is um what place or time would you go back in time to in our relationship Mm, that's a good question oh that makes me think about our how many years has it been (laughs) like 10 yeah think it's about to be 10 years um we'll be seven years in september but we were friends and then we dated and then we were engaged for a little while so it's officially 10 years yes go ahead and check out episode two for all the details on the meeting story it's hilarious (laughs) okay (laughs) but anyway so yeah um i would say during the time when we were just courting or you were courting me, mm-hmm. um, I had a lot of fun during that time. There was, in the beginning, no real expectations, and we just vibed out. Uh, I really enjoyed just getting to know you. Mm. And when we finally introduced you to the kids, that was such a great time for me. And I believe for the kids, you know, having you there... We started doing all sorts of things, kind of like we jumped right into doing like family oriented things. And so I in that time, I just saw so many things and possibilities. So I would say that that would be my favorite time. Wow. That's huge. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. No, thank you. Thank (laughs) you for sharing. All right. So same question applies to you. Oh, I have to answer the question. Yes. Now it's your turn. I should have thought about that part. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) Now, my favorite time in our relationship or where I would go back to um, past or uh, like place or or Mm -hmm. whatnot I'd say the San Diego trip always, for some reason, sticks mm. out in my head. Okay. We went down there and took the kids. Mm-hmm. It was their first flights. And yeah. They, we all went on the plane, had a great time down there, mm-hmm. ate great food. It oh, was like, yeah. It was a magical, just, uh, mm-hmm. I don't know, just a family moment that that I'll never forget. Yeah, it was a beautiful experience. The kids loved it getting out of the Bay Area that far for the first time Mm -hmm. was great for them. And just getting to see something different. We, I don't even think we had a ton of money, but we just made it a magical (laughs) experience. We got out into nature. We went to some oceans and 
We sat on some cabanas, and it was just such a fun time, and the food was amazing. So oh, the food. <laughs> yeah, so the kids, we still talk about it to this day. So, yeah, you're right. I agree. That was such a beautiful time. Thank you for the memory. No problem. Thank <laughs> you for, for, for coming and, and bearing with me, because actually we went out there for the race. Oh, yeah, that's right. I so, forgot about that. Yeah, the race was like such a small part of it. Now, what race was this? That was the one that was i don't recall <laughs> it was it was definitely the, the usa something yeah it was a usa half marathon or something and you had to qualify to get into it and mm -hmm. I, I i was just happy to be able to get into it and mm -hmm. we made it a family adventure that the race kind of took the back seat in regards to it but. yeah that's actually one thing that's really cool uh about what we like to do it and that's um when kyra goes on to some of his races uh we get to go as a family so we've kind of built vacation time around it mm -hmm. and it's fun as yeah. a matter of fact yosemite is coming up right yes 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 yosemite is going to be coming up mm -hmm. so we're, we're going to be turning 40 this yes, year yes it's a big year for both of us. Yes. So uh, I think, I'm first. Yes, she is first. Yeah, and, and, respect and your elders. She got it me yeah, two months. Two yeah, whole but months. Still was born breathing first. <laughs> you had like three breaths before I got here. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> no, but I, I'm excited to celebrate 40th. I'll be running a race in uh, Yosemite. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I do want to talk about your 40th celebration as Aww, well today. Oh, thanks. I think we should. I, I think wasn't that, even thinking about that. But that fits into the topic. Oh, you're right. But we'll be right back with a little bit more right after this. All right. Today's sponsorship is brought to you by none other than my very own botanica queen hippie gypsy i am thrilled to announce that i am celebrating my 40th birthday in march um march 11th to be exact but <laughs> thank you and so i am hosting a big charity event that we will be raising awareness for victims of, of domestic violence and so the tickets for that are on sale now on Eventbrite. Um, we will leave a link to that in the comments of this, this podcast if you'd like to join us. There will be live acts and performances, uh, DJ, uh, sweets buffet, and all sorts of other wonderful things that we have in store for you. So, And it will sell out, so please get your tickets sooner rather than later. Yes. <laughs> all right. Thanks. Welcome back to The Sweetest Taboo. Today's topic is her victory. We're gonna have Lily share her story from broken to wholeness. Now, when I first met Lily, um, like I mentioned in the prior episode, she was running from me. Things were uh, seeming like they weren't moving forward and I had no idea why. And the lesson to take in that is, is really fellas, don't, or even ladies as well, I think can both learn from this. Mm -hmm. You shouldn't take what's happening at face value because every, every individual has a story behind what's going on in their life. And I didn't know everything that was going on in Lily's life at the time, but eventually it, it did um, come to the surface in our relationship. And I'm, I appreciate her sharing it with me. It brought us closer. 
So today she'll be sharing it with you all. Um, so Lily, what was your issues that prior to our relationship mm -hmm. that um, prevented you from engaging? <laughs> <laughs> well, the first thing is that I, in the moment when we first met, was just coming out of an abusive relationship. Mm. And I was looking to rebuild myself. Um, I decided that I wanted to turn a new leaf of life. And for a long time, I had been projecting myself as a victim. I used to introduce myself and say to people, Hi, I'm Lily, and I was being abused when I was, you know, young. <laughs> I wow. would lead with that story. For some reason, I felt like that was like a badge <laughs> that I had earned. And so I was proud of the fact that I had come out of the experience, but yeah. I was carrying it around like this big, you know, weight on my shoulders. And so when I met you, I was in a place where I was ready to change the narrative um, but I was also going through what I consider to be a huge uh, part of my spiritual awakening. Hmm. So I was doing a lot of self-work, reflection, shadow work. I didn't know that that's what it was called at the time. Right. But I was doing it. I had... Um, just in intuitively. Intuitively. Wow. I Yeah, I was just in a place of trying to learn to love myself. So when you approached me, I felt like I felt overwhelmed because I immediately thought about all the things that I had been told right. in the right. past. Um, I have been verbally abused as well as physically and more. Um, but I used to think about being told that no one would love me and no one's going to love you with three kids. Mm. And so I had those things playing in my, the back of my mind. So you didn't, you never knew that, right, right. <laughs> but I was trying to heal from that. So for me, you were the perfect package. Like you were like this, this amazing gentleman and even though in the beginning I was like, oh, you know, I got like excited and taken away by the romanticism and it all. I still, you know, I think that that, like I mentioned in a prior conversation, when I was looking at my ceiling the next morning, I was like, all of those things were playing back for me. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking about the fact that I knew how hard my life was and how much I was working to support and keep the roof and the lights on for three young children. Yeah. And I saw you as this young man. He was strapping. He was handsome. He was, you know, so talented. And I was like, yeah, he does not want these kind of problems. You know, I was definitely working my ass off at times, like working two jobs. And I just looked at Kyra and I was like, he does not deserve to have to do this every day. He didn't sign up for this. This is my responsibility. And I'm the, I'm the one who has to take care of my children. And I never wanted anyone to have to assume that responsibility. So I think that that's kind of what was going on in the very beginning. Right. So the self-work, 
as well as just wrestling with learning to to self love. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are all valid reasons and and things that had, like you said, nothing to do with me. Mm-hmm. And that's it's it's weird how how life works that way to where you, know, you 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 receive things in one way, but it doesn't mean that that's how it was intended to be. Mm-hmm. But so I remember when we uh, when we first met, and you know, I, I didn't meet the kids yet. Mm-hmm. We waited for that. We I did. always wanted to make sure that I didn't just have any old body around my children. I never wanted that, um, but. There finally came the time where you came and we did it in a community setting. So it wasn't like this, <laughs> you know, we got a pigeonhole at a restaurant or something. Mm-hmm. We were at actually, <laughs> of all places, it was at the walk for vi- victims of domestic violence. Right. Right. Um, so that, that's, that's exactly the time when I first met the kids. Yeah. And that was amazing. Uh, Lily had organized. An entire... Well, I assisted. I Thank okay. you. I appreciate your eyes see me in such a light. But <laughs> I was just a part of a planning team with the organization that I volunteered with at the time for mm-hmm. victims of domestic violence. Yes. And so I knew that Kyra... Because at this point, we were friends, mm-hmm. obviously. Mm-hmm. And so I knew that he was a poet, and I was putting together this big... <laughs> there was like, oh my gosh, so many performances. There was, and stuff. Everybody was there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because one wonderful thing is that I, I also sing. We don't talk about it a lot because that's not my focus right now. But at the time... She got Vokes. Oh, thank you. Mm-hmm. So, but back then, I, prior to meeting Kyra, I was also working in music as well in the Bay Area, singing background vocals, which I love doing because it gave me the opportunity to get out there and get experience without having to like be the lead. And I just wanted to be also able to be there with my kids. So having that opportunity was such a blessing for me because I was just able to support someone I believed in. Mm -hmm. And oh my gosh, I still do. Uh, Netta Brielle, I will shout her her out because I'm sure people are like, who? Yes, so that's my girl. Netta B. (laughs) She was believing in me back in the day when I was like, can I do this? And she used to be like, no, because your voice. (laughs) She used to check me and get me right so I can get on stage and sing. And so that was such a beautiful time in my life. But I was able to meet a lot of other artists in the the, um, Bay Area music circuit because Mm -hmm. of her and being connected by way of other community people and so Kyra was a poet and so I reached out to him also to to perform at this walk and so the walk was a um raising awareness for victims of domestic violence Mm -hmm. and so everyone was down for the cause so the kids were there yeah, Reggie got on stage and was playing the drums at some point. <laughs> yes, him and Mikey, my friend Mikhail's son, they were up there playing the drums for the people at Lake Merritt. And so, <laughs> but that was the first time that they met. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. I, I'll never forget. I think uh, um, meeting them was, was a great experience, but they were just hilarious and little used. <laughs> 
Dave, they all reminded me of you in, in some aspect, which I, I really appreciated. <laughs> but he was such a gentleman that he had already written all of their names down in his phone. And then next to their names, he had written down their birthdays. So <laughs> when he met them, he already knew like their name and their birthdays. So <laughs> he was like ready to go. And it was, I just thought that was the sweetest thing ever that he had taken that amount of time and care to get to know my kids. So I was like, I was definitely looking at you with the rosy eyes. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> excellent. Mm -hmm. So let me ask you a, a general question. Um, for people that are maybe experiencing domestic violence, mm -hmm. um, what would you say, what advice would you impart on them in, these, in this moment? Hmm. I would say that there's light in life after darkness. Mm trust your intuition to get yourself out and get yourself to a place of safety that's the most important support you can have is just finding your own light and realizing your own worth and there is life after trauma there's life after abuse and I'm a completely different person but my story will always be a part of me and who I am. And so I always bring it up and I always share because I want others who are walking in a similar space and in similar shoes to know that they can get out and that you can thrive after being told that, <laughs> that you cannot. <laughs> the fact is you can. <laughs> so I am a reflection of you in the future and just know that if I did it, you can do it too. Beautiful. <laughs> Beautiful. Thank you. Goodness. I, I, I know you just inspired someone. So thank you very much for sharing that. Thank you. Now, the, the, the self-work that you mentioned earlier, I wanted to back up to a little bit. Um, what helped you? Mm -hmm. what, what, what type of self-work did you do that, that um, helped develop you into the person you are now, the beautiful person you are? <laughs> Thank you. That's so sweet. Um, I would say that being <laughs> that light that I was talking about tapping back into is kind of what helped me in those moments. So I've always known and had a sense of self. Um, since I was a kid, I felt a little different than people. And different was, I guess, simply because many people, it wasn't common to talk about the things that I was interested in mm. at the time. So I was always interested in God and or the universe. I was always interested in studying the stars and all these things that were always taboo. I just always wanted to, I don't know why I cannot explain it, but I think it's partly because I had my own gifts. Right. So as a kid, I used to, prophesize things or and or I could speak things and I would see them happen since I was a little girl and I my mom and my sister are my witnesses I could tell my mom when the phone was gonna ring who's gonna call and then I would dream at night and then the next morning 
you know, I could remember it and it would help or relate to something that I was experiencing in the waking life. So knowing that I had these gifts inside of me, even during that time of like abuse mm. and not seeing my worth, the fact is that the light always, the light was always there. Mm. And it, there was always a voice inside of me that said, you're going to get out of this. This is not the end of your story. Right. It always said that. And I always felt like this is not it. <laughs> Even when I was hurt and broken, like something inside of me was like, get up. <laughs> like it always said, like, <laughs> I don't know why. I knew that I was kind of taking my own self through it. Right. And a lot of it was because of fear. And I stayed in it longer than I should have because I feared for my life. Um, I was threatened, I was stalked, and this is my truth. Right. And I was afraid. And so I took time out from dating for a while too. And I just did some soul searching. Mm -hmm. And so I tapped back into the gifts. I was like, I went right back into taking like spiritual baths and things like that because I knew that I needed to heal myself. Mm -hmm. So the first thing I was doing was like, I was meditating. I was like, basically, if you think about Tina Turner in the movie, What's Love Got to Do With It? Yeah, yeah. And she got into Buddhism. Mm -hmm. Well, I did not get into Buddhism, right. but I was chanting. And I, don't, I actually read some things of different religions. And I was just kind of tapping in to see the commonalities and right. how they could apply to my life. Right. Not that I was necessarily searching to get into a religion. Mm -hmm. I was just searching for words to help inspire me. Right. So more searching for self. Yeah. Okay. Reflections. The things that I knew would confirm what I was feeling. Okay. So I started gravitating to books and things that I was like interested in. And yeah, I just did all this, this deep research of, of life and stars and the connection and during that time I wouldn't say that it was a bright time of my life as a matter of fact it was I was in a really dark space because I was I had to face my own reasons why I stayed hmm. I had to face myself you know wow and facing myself was the that was the the breakthrough that I had. It was like, okay, Lily, this is you. You are you are choosing your existence. You are making your own choices. Mm -hmm. Your 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 phrasing almost sounds as if, as if it was self forgiveness. Yeah, I definitely felt like I had to forgive myself for only operating from my own awareness at the time. Hmm. And I was young, and I did grow up without my own father there. Um, another part is that I did witness uh, secondhand abuse when I was a kid. Right. So in, in a lot of different ways, growing up in my own family, there were different things that occurred, and not to just you know open the closet, because yeah. that's not why I'm here, exactly. but just to say... My family has its own shadows, yeah. and so there's it, a history. There is a history, and yeah. so patterns and generational curses are real. Right. And so during that time, I had to face all of that. Hmm. 
And I knew that I wasn't ready. That's fair. That's absolutely fair. I had to try to be, um, I had to try to be respectful of, of you as well as my own journey. Yeah. And if, if, if I would have known all that at the time, I'm pretty sure I'd probably still be here, but it would definitely, mm -hmm. um, have, have changed my perspective mm -hmm. on, on, on things, but I'm, I'm just happy that you are here that you are whole and the beautiful person that you are. Thank you. Thank you. And I won't, I won't make it seem like it was just the healing work that I had to do. I also feel like I was projecting onto you things that were just a reflection of my own insecurities. So, example, I used to say, like, oh, well, he doesn't listen to the music that I listen to. Or, oh, he doesn't dress like the guys from the hood that mm -hmm. I'm used to, you know. And I also just kind of felt that our different backgrounds mm -hmm. was a big part of it, too. That Kyra is a huge difference, like, contrast than me. That's fair. Yeah? That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a public school kid. My history is that I dropped out of school when I was um, ninth grade. Hmm. And I I was still going to school, but I was like not actively going to class. Right, right. So I was on campus from time to time, but then I started working mm -hmm. because I felt during that time that I wanted to, I used to get teased a lot. Yeah. And I wanted to start buying my own clothing and stuff like that so that I could feel better about myself, I guess. So I started working and um, that's when I ended up getting into like this situation that turned into what it was. Yeah. But I initially had began working because one, the I believe that the school system failed me. Mm. That I was cutting class and all of these things were happening and there was never any communication that happened after that. So it was a community thing, right? but I do still take my own responsibility. And that's why I do not ever point the finger, not at this point in my life. Mm -hmm. I just can't see myself doing that. Okay. So no, I, that, that's completely understandable that, that it, it was a system failure, but it's always important to own up to mm -hmm. your part in it because we all have choices. Mm -hmm. you know? but I do have one final question for you. Okay. You've mentioned a few times that, that, that you're, you're a different person now, you're a changed person. How would, how would you define yourself today? How I would define myself today... I would say that I realize now more than ever before that I am a spirit in a human form. And so at times I have to become familiar with my, my own like body because I'm, I meditate often and I tap into my gifts on a regular basis and doing the spiritual work to grow and to heal it allows you to access more parts of your spiritual self 
and awareness. And now I would define myself as Lily. Hmm. And I am who I am. And I'm resilient. I'm strong. I'm loving. I'm loved. And I'm giving. And I'm here. And I hope that I have left a mark on this earth and that people will look at my life and my example as a blueprint to healing their own selves mm. and to rediscovering their own light. And I pray that I can continue on. This is just the beginning. I'm just getting started. I keep getting started with moving forward. Mm. I feel like every day is a new day. Every day is a new opportunity. Yeah. I get to shape it every day. Like J. Cole says, this is my canvas. Every day I have a new canvas. And every day I'm rebuilding. And every day I'm okay with pouring myself out and asking the divine in me to show up and to pour through. And that's who I am. Wow. And so it is. And so it is. That is exactly who you are. And that's exactly who I see when I look at you. Um, you are an amazing woman, and I am so proud to call you my wife. Thank you. Thank you. So thank you guys for tuning in with us. This has been The Sweetest Taboo, Episode 3. We'll yes. be right back with you next week. I'll come with another poem in relating to this topic. Um, any suggestions that you have, go ahead and put them in the comments on Instagram or Facebook. My name is Kyra. And I'm Lily. And we are... The, the sweetest, sweetest taboo. taboo.